people make excuses. Uh, they make excuses because they don't want to give you the real reason. They make excuses, number one, because they fear failure and they fear rejection. So they don't want to they don't want to be they don't want to be failures or they don't want to be rejected. So they make an excuse so they don't even have to try. OK, people make excuses because they aren't aware of available resources, the things that are available to them. I think about people that um, want to go back to school and they don't know all the, the resources that are available to them to go back to school. So they might say, oh, I really don't want to go back to school. They do, but they're not available or aware of all the resources that are available to them. So they make an excuse. Uh, some people make excuses because they feel inferior. OK, they don't feel that they can do it. They don't feel that they can handle it. So they make an excuse. Um, some people make excuses because they're in a comfort zone and they don't want to come out. They just like it how they are. You know, they just this is it. I'm good. All right. They're in a comfort zone. They make an excuses to stay in their comfort zone. Um, some people just don't want to change. They don't want to change. So what do they do? They make an excuses. I'm like this because my daddy was like this. All my uncles like this. All my people are like this. All my friends are like this. This is what you see is what you get. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. They don't want to change. So they make excuses. All right. Some people make excuses because they're in pride. Right. They make an excuse because they're in pride. You really wanted to go, but you didn't have the money to go. So you just made up some excuse. Oh, I didn't really want to go. No, you didn't have the money, but you don't want your pride will stop you from telling people the real reason. And sometimes people make excuses just because they are tired, worn out, and I'm done. They give up on life. All right? So that's a review. So what matters of the heart is the title of today's lesson, and this is part three. All right? We know that God has put us in a position through this divine deposit and this divine download that he gives us. He puts us in a position where we can be successful. Everything God does, he does from the inside out. Right? Christ in us, the hope of glory. Right? Uh, uh, everything God does, he does from the inside out. So he works from the inside out. So what does he do? He gives us this divine, I like to call it a divine deposit or this divine download. He gives it to us when we get born again. And then everything that we have in our lives comes from the inside out. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians, the first chapter and the third verse, that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Uh, the book of Peter talks about how God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All right. So we are complete in him. We receive fullness from him and in him. We're totally complete. That's Colossians, the second chapter, the sixth and seventh verses. So we see here in the word of God that God has given us this divine deposit that's on the inside of us. And when it's time for us to grab something, when it's time for us to have something, it doesn't come from out there. It comes from in here. Your healing comes from in here. Your deliverance comes from in here. Your peace comes from in here. Your abundance comes from in here. Everything that God does, he does from the inside out. Ephesians 3 and 20, right? According to the power that works in us. All right. So we understand that there's this deposit that God has made and we tap into that deposit through our faith. Now, the father loves us too much to allow us to remain in an excuse. The father loves me too much. Facebook, you should be saying it to yourself right there where you are. The father loves me too much to allow me to remain in my excuses. He's going to help us. Holy Spirit is our helper. But there is something that we must do. So in order to raise my level of commitment, I must, number one, decide. In order for me to raise my level of commitment, I'm number one, must decide. I must make a decision. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke, the 16th chapter. Luke, the 16th chapter, committed from the heart. See, times like these will test your commitment. I said times like these will test your commitment to the Lord. Your commitment is not tested in times of comfort, in times of, 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 of convenience. Your commitment is tested in the times of trouble and trial and adversity and difficulty. That is when we're tested. 
Right. You're 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 not tested um, uh, just when things are good. You're really tested when things are not so good. And God tells us what he's going to do when things are not so good. He's going to turn them into good. And he does that to honor his word so that he can be glorified. All right. So number one, in order to raise my level of commitment to be committed from the heart, number one, I must decide. You have Luke 16. Look at verse 10. Luke 16, verse 10. It says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Verse 11. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is yours? Verse 13. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot. Not you should not. You cannot serve God and mammon. So we see, first of all, we got to make a decision. Who are we going to serve? I said we have to make a decision. Who are we going to serve? Are you going to serve yourself? Are you going to serve society and what they tell you to do? Are you going to serve Satan or are you going to serve the Savior? We have to make a decision today. The Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And God can tell who we love and what's number one in our lives by the decisions that we make. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So if you decide you decide not to keep his commandments. That means you don't love him. In order to raise my level of commitment, I must number one, do what? Decide. I must decide. I cannot serve two masters. I'm not built to believe two things. I'm not built to serve two people. I'm built to serve one and be totally sold out to one. Is that going to be me? Is that going to be society? Is that going to be Satan? Or is that going to be the Savior? The ultimate decision that we must make in our lives is to follow Jesus. The ultimate decision that we must make in our lives is to follow Jesus. Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, Still, I will follow. Though no, none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. So the first thing, if I'm going to be sold out and totally committed, I've got to decide. Number two, if I'm going to be sold out and totally committed from the heart, I must deny. I must deny. Turn back to Luke 9, 23. I must deny. I must decide. It's up to you. And all that is in you, and all that God has deposited in you, you already have the ability to make a decision and stick with it. You don't have to pray for that. You just make a decision and you stick with it. You make a decision to get married and be the husband of one wife and that's it, that's all. You have no other options. Luke, the ninth chapter, look at the 23rd verse. Then he said to them all, if anyone desires to come after me, let him do what? Deny Himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. 
That, that cross that he's talking about is the cross that God gives us. It's the assignment that God gives us. Every day we have to make a decision to follow the assignment that God has given us. But we do that after we have denied ourselves. Then we take up the cross and follow him. Now, it's easier. Listen to me. It's easier and so much easier for me to deny after I have decided. If you try to deny and you haven't decided, guess what? You'll deny sometimes, but not all the times. But when we make a quality decision and decide, then to deny makes it a lot easier. It's so much easier. Now, my definition um, of deny is when I decide to have something that I would want to deny. I deny myself when I decide not to have something that I want. I wanted two pieces of cake. cake. I want two pieces of cake. So I'm going to deny myself and only eat one. I want one piece of cake. I'm going to deny myself and eat half. I want half a piece of cake. I'm not going to eat any at all. It's something I want, but I say, no, I'm not going to do this. I deny myself. I deny. So what's number one if we're going to raise our level of commitment? Decide. What's number two? Denied. All to Jesus, I surrender all to him, I freely give, I will ever love and trust him in presence daily. What do you do? What do you do? We surrender all. We surrender all. So first we're going to decide and then we're going to deny. Deny what we want and follow after what he wants. The third thing that we must do is we must determine. We must determine. These are simple. It's really hard. Turn with me to Colossians, the third chapter. Turn with me to Colossians, the third chapter. And the 17th verse. Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Jump down to verse 23. And whatever you do, he's saying it again, do it heartily or from the heart as to the Lord and not to men. So I'm determined to do it as to the Lord and not to man. Look at verse 24. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. So we know that God is faithful to honor his word and it's him that we serve. We shouldn't look to people to give us back what we give to them. We look to the father. Now, God does move through people, but don't look to the person that you helped to be the one that helped you back. God can raise up someone else to help you. God can raise up multiple people to help you because you reap more than what you sow. It's multiplied. So if I help one person, I should at least have two people helping me. If I help two people, I should have at least four helping me. Why? Because God said he's going to multiply it back into my life. 
So I got to be determined. I got to be determined that I'm going to serve the Lord and everything that I do, the money, the time that I give, the, my talent that I give, my uh, uh, everything that I give, everything I do, I'm doing as unto the Lord. So if people don't say thank you, it's okay. If people don't recognize, it's okay. If people don't care, it's okay. If people don't appreciate, it's okay. Why? Because I'm doing it from the heart. I'm doing it because God told me to do it. He said, do it from the heart. I'm determined to do it from my heart and do it how? As unto the Lord. I'm doing that because I know that God is a faithful God. He's not going to forget. He said he is not forget. Uh, he is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love. He, see, he said, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. God will reward us. And I'm depending and standing on his faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my father. There is no shadow of turning in thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassion fails not. All that thou hast been, you will always be. Great is your faithfulness. Oh God, unto me. People may recognize, they may not recognize. People might remember, people will may not remember. But guess what? God remembers and he is a faithful God. God will remember and he is a faithful God. God will remember and he is a faithful God. Facebook, what was number one? Decide. What was number two? Deny. YouTube, what was number three? Determine. Number four, social media, is discern. Discern. Turn to Joshua 24. Joshua 24. Let's look at verse 14. Joshua 24, verse 14. If I do these things, my heart will be committed to the Lord. In, in good times and in not so good times. In the valley and on mountaintop, I'll be committed to the Lord because my heart is fixed. My mind is made up. I've given my heart to the Lord. I've given my desires to the Lord. I've given my will to the Lord. I'm going to obey him. It was interesting. I was listening to something the other day and it says uh, the trees obey God. The wind obeys God. Fish obey God. The clouds, the moon, the stars, the sun, the planets, everything obeys God except man. Everything does what it's been told to do the way God told him to do it. But man, we have a decision where we're going to obey him or not. Everything is obeying, doing what has been created to do. But with us, he gave us a free will. So we've got to pray the prayer of dedication and commitment, which simply says, Father, not my will, but your will be done. All right. So what is number four? Did I give it to you? Discern. Do you have Joshua 24, 14? It says, now, therefore, fear the Lord. Serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. Verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served uh, on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he was asking them to discern, discern where you're going to put your hope. Are you going to put your hope in the God of the Amorites where you see them right now? They're all around. You see what they're giving you. Are you going to put your hope and your trust in the, the land of the God, the God of the lands that we just came from? He said, you got to make a decision. You got to decide. Then you got to deny. You got to do all of those things. And then he tells him, he says, now, as for me and my house. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So he wants them to discern that God is good. 
He wants them to discern that God is on their side. He wants to discern that all them other gods are idols and they can't do anything for you. He wants them to discern that society has got its own way of doing things and Satan has his own agenda and we have our own agenda. He wants us to wade through all of that and discern that Jesus Christ, the head of the church, God the Father and the Holy Spirit is the number one priority in my life and I'm going to do what they tell me to do. I'm going to discern that that is the best plan for me to take. That is the best, best path for me to go. That is the best way for me to live my life. We need to discern and we need to see clearly that it's all about Jesus. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. At the cross is where I first saw the light. I'm discerning that Jesus is the way. He said, I'm not a way. I am the way, the truth and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. So I discern that Jesus is my only choice and I choose to follow him. Everything else pales in comparison. Number five, I've got to be disciplined. I got to be disciplined. Number five, I got to be disciplined. Turn to 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. 1 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. Let's pick it up at verse 24. 1 Corinthians 9 chapter and verse 24, it says, But you know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives a prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Verse 26. Therefore, I run also, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight. Not as one who beats the air. Verse 27. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. Lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified or a castaway. So Paul is saying here, but I discipline my body. Man is made up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. I am a spirit. I have a soul and I live in a body. We see that in 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and 23, third verse. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. When Jesus um, refers to um, Nicodemus in John, the third chapter, and he tells him he must be born again, he's talking about him spiritually. He said, you must be born again. Nicodemus was thinking about a physical body. He wasn't talking about a physical body. He was talking about, uh, Jesus was talking about his spirit man. That's why Nicodemus said, can I go a second time into my mother's womb? No, we're not asking you that about natural or physical. We're talking spiritual. So we see here where Paul says, I keep my body. So the eye and the body are two different things. Paul was saying spiritually, I'm controlling my body. My body wants to do this. My body wants to go out. My body wants to hang out. My body wants to do all these things. But I'm strong spiritually and I'm able to keep my body under because I can be up here preaching to you. That's what Paul's saying. I can be up here preaching to you, still anointed by God. But because I'm making bad decisions in my personal life, it's going to be all bad for me. So we got to be disciplined from the heart that we're going to do it God's way from the heart so that after we've carried out God's will for our lives, that we would not be rejected or disqualified by God and have to pay a price for not doing it in every area, in every aspect of our lives. Amen. 
Amen. And Jesus is right there with us. He is right there with us. Listen, Facebook, Jesus is right there with you. How do I know that? Because Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was at all points tempted as we are yet without sin. He was 100% man and 100% God. I said he was 100% man and he was 100% God. And he was able to come down here, live as a man, go through life as a man so that he could redeem sinful man. For I, excuse me, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. I like to call it grace throne. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Jesus is right there with us like a good friend. Like good friends are with you in the tough times, aren't they? They're right there with you in the bad times. Jesus is right there in the bad times. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege, privilege, privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to him in prayer. So Jesus is right there with us, right where we need him to be. And so what does he tell us? He tells us to keep our focus on him. He tells us to, to rejoice in the Lord always. Turn to uh, Philippians, the fourth chapter. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What should we be doing in times like these? Rejoicing. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Philippians 4 and 4. Do you have it? Rejoice in the Lord always. Do you have it, Facebook? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Look at verse 5. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Jesus said it this way. Let not your heart be troubled. Paul said be anxious for nothing. So if Paul said it and Jesus said it, guess what? My heart don't have to be troubled. I don't have to be worried. I don't have to be stressed out. I don't have to be anxious. You know what anxiety is? Anxiety is worried on steroids. So if you worry enough, it turns from worry to anxiety. Paul says here, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Let me read that to you out of the New Living Translation. He said, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your Hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So once we do all five of those things, what was our first D, Facebook? What was our second D, Facebook? What was our third D, Facebook? What was our fourth D, Facebook? What was our fifth D, Facebook? So once we do that, then we are positioned to do what? 
rejoice in the Lord always. Now my heart is fixed. My mind is made up and I'm not tripping about what's going on around me. My joy comes from the inside. It's part of that divine download and that divine deposit that God gave me. It's on the inside of me. So now I can rejoice in the Lord, not in my situation, in the Lord, not in my circumstance, in the Lord, not in my condition. I rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's my responsibility, but I can't do that if my heart is not fixed and my mind is not made up. If I'm spending more time on CNN and social media than I am in the Word of God, my heart's not fixed, my mind's not made up. And now when I talk, I just talk what they talk. Because out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. You should be pulling your hair out. You should be taking something to go to sleep at night and something to wake up in the morning, but you're not because you have the peace of God that passes all understanding. He's the God of peace, Jehovah Shalom. He's the God of peace. Therefore, I have the, uh, the, the peace of God. He's the God of peace. I have the peace of God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And before Jesus left, what did he say? My peace I give unto you. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will do what? Guard your... There it is. You see the connection? Guard your what? Your heart and your mind. God's peace guards my heart and it guards my mind. So now when the enemy tries to shoot fiery darts of unbelief and doubt and worry and fear and anxiety and stress, it's the peace of God that's insulating my mind. When he tries to come in, the Bible says, guard your heart. What's that? Proverbs 4. Guard your, I think it's Proverbs 4, 23. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. So now I got the peace of God guarding my mind. I got the peace of God guarding and insulating my heart. I'm pretty much bulletproof. I'm pretty much faith proof now based on God's word. And so when times like these come, listen, I I know some of you are just you're just all out of sorts and things like that. You still have a cell phone. You still have Internet. You can still go to the store and buy something if you need it. You can still go to the gas station. You can still go to the doctor if you need to go to the doctor. I mean, our lives have been changed, but really, you still got cable. You got all these things. You're not sitting at home with no conveniences at all. Your power is still working. Your lights are still working. You still got a bed to sleep in. You still got a car to drive. You still got all these things. So what does the enemy do? He wants us to focus on what we can't do. I can't even go to the movies anymore. I can't even go to a restaurant, sit down anymore. Minor inconveniences. We're so spoiled here. So what I want you to do, I want you to shift in your mind and make up a list of 100 things that you can still do that you did before Corona. Make up a list of 200. I bet you can. I know you can. No matter what goes on, it's the peace of God. Look what it does. It guards, I like to say insulates. It guards and it insulates our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. When peace like a river attendeth my way, When sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot he has taught me to say, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. It is well with my soul. Amen. Amen. Bow your heads, Facebook. Father, we just thank and praise you for this time of sharing with your people, your word across these airwaves, across social media, across the internet, God. We think that this morning there's more. We think that this morning there's more word of God being preached across the airwaves than we have ever seen 
It started, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? And we decree and we declare, oh God, that you're raising up individuals that will take territory on the Internet, that will take territory on social media and that will preach the good news of Jesus Christ. We decree and we declare it by faith in Jesus name. Now, if you're out there today and you're not born again, you're not saved. You've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. The Bible says you must be born again. That's John three. Jesus came to Nicodemus and was asking Jesus some questions about inheriting eternal life. That's what Jesus said. He said, got to be born again. He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Your parents had you. That makes you your parents' child. In order to be God's child, you must be born of God. So if you're not born of God, I want you to say this prayer after me. Say, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. And I say with my mouth that you raised Jesus from the dead for me. Right now, where I sit, in my home, I'm calling on the name of the Lord. Say, Jesus lives in me. Say it again. Jesus lives in me. One more time. Jesus lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to uh, call us, text us, tweet us, post something. Let us know. We want to be here for you. We believe that God is expanding his kingdom and expanding his family like never before. Listen, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that's something that God has available for you. You can you can believe God and he'll fill you with his power. The evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's a magnificent gift that God gives us. If you need to be healed today, you can just pray, God, I thank you for your healing power flowing through me right now, driving out sickness and disease. Believe God right there where you are and then contact us. You can still call the line three six six one three two five. 4407 and talk to one of the prayer counselors in the prayer room. We're excited about that possibility. We also have social media where you can post. You can hit us offline and DMs and things like that. You can uh, go on the church's website, www.compassionsquare.com. You can send us an email that way. There's a contact page that says here from you and here for you. You can put your comments in there and email it to us and we'll be getting those things. There's many ways that you can contact us and let us know. Also, we want to let you know today that if this message has been a blessing to you and you want to be a blessing to us financially, you can do that and we're going to tell you in just a minute how you can do that. But before we do that, I want to pray for all of you that are out there watching. Father, we thank you and we praise you for those that are watching today by way of Compassion Online, which would include social media outlets and any other platform. We decree and we declare Father, that your presence is in the room right there where they are. Your presence is in the car. Some of them might be at work, watching it at work, wherever they are, God. Fill that room, fill that house, fill that car, fill their lives with your presence, oh God. You're not limited to four walls. You're not limited to a geographic location, but you are everywhere. So we decree and we declare that your power is everywhere and it is able to do what you send it out to do. We decree and we declare it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. So at this time, we're going to take up our offering. Those that are members of Compassion Christian Center, we want you to do what you normally do. We're going to explain it to you. Those that aren't members, if you want to be a blessing to us, we receive it. We understand that um, we should respond to the word of God and we should be able to give um, in response to the word of God. So if you're out there and you are, I need my uh, black binder, please. That black binder with the plastic on the front. It's in that, it's in that backpack, Brother James. Um, so if you want to give by texting. If you want to give by text, then you can just text. The text message is, this is the actual text message, CCCG. Thank you, sir. CCCG. That's the text message. And you're going to text it to the number 54244. One more time. If you want to text your gift today, if you're a member of, of, of Compassion, it is first Sunday. Uh, all of you are tithers. Remember, we still have our, our, our um, 
normal operating budget in place. We need all of you to be responsible. We need all of you to be reliable. We're depending on you. We're counting on you. Um, if your income has been interrupted, we understand that. But if it hasn't, just because you're not here today and just because you're not uh, uh, just because we're streaming um, to your directly to your house does not mean you're uh, uh, released from your obligation to support your ministry. Okay. So all the members of compassion, we want you to do what you normally do. You can text CCCG to five, four, two, four, four. 